Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Absolute mixed bag, wasn't it? The Friday night games here. We're going to kick it off with Kalen Ponga with a nine. So if you brought him in this week, it was an absolute shocker. At one point, I think he was negative nine with eight missed tackles. And he did have a line break assist already at that time and was still a negative nine. So shout out to Ponga for the missed tackles, the turnstileness of him. Uh, it's sad to see, really, because, you know, obviously the, the talent that he is. And uh, contact in contact last week, he wasn't that bad. And this week, it was yeah, a bit of a yeah, pull-his-pants-down moment on that uh, left edge for them. Right edge for the Eels, and there's some massive scores up above. So let's get straight to them now. And... Our highest score of the year, I believe, 103 for, for Mitchie Moses. We have 100 from Munster and Cleary, if I'm correct, and a 98 for Heinze. So 95 this week, bastard. But uh, yeah, a, a amazing game for Moses. He just uh, ran rings around him on that right-hand side there for the Eels and did everything. Like, he's got everything. He even has four errors and he's still got 103. So big shout-out to Moses. Negative 16 in this game. So 119 actual points minus the 16. So... Shows that uh, these type of players, we know that they're very up and down. Moses got a 34 last week and then picked up 103. So these are the things where if you do sell them after their low ones, they absolutely burn you. And if you hold them, they average 62 across the year. And that was Moses in this one. And the saddest one here is Hopgood, really, because 86 in this one, everything just aligned. I traded him out last week, got the 60, uh, got the 36 last week, and the sin bin, and it was all looking rosy. RCG gets injured near the end of that game, which means Hopgood's minutes do increase a little bit. And then Madison's out with the flu. Didn't play his flu game. They, they, they sent him out. And very upsetting to those that had a Madison trade locked in, or they do own him. That was very frustrating. You had to try and you know, scramble to, to play one of your lesser guys, obviously, with, with Madison being just under 800k. It, it's a big, big miss in your squad if you're sitting there with Grant and or Haas as well. And then any of like Lioro or, or Katoa, it, it makes it very hard to to field a really strong 17. And and that just, you know, what it did do is really help Hopgood and, and any of his owners. And I did see a, lot, a few people actually bring him in this week. 
and I know that he'll be very popular next week. So frustrating for, for myself having traded him out. So obviously the 36 didn't help, wouldn't have helped me last week, but holding on to him this week would have been even better. Uh, but it is what it is. 86 for him. He'll definitely be an option over the buy period. Moses will be as well, but he'll be up on that uh, price of 774. He'll be back up to 790, 800 after this one. I haven't looked at his break even yet, but yeah, incredible game for any of your Eels guys, really. Even like Penasini was okay. He had a couple of line breaks, but just obviously tackle numbers were a bit down and he had a few misses and the like there. But Gutherino comes in with a 79 in this one. Two tries from dummy half, so some terrific defense from the Knights there. One was on Frizzell. He actually spun out of a Frizzell tackle, which was really strange. And uh, he ended up burrowing over on the right-hand side, which, yeah, there was like no one there at marker, basically, with the... Um, who was a Penasini getting tackled just before the line by Miller, which is actually a, a fair tackle, to be fair. Um, but yeah, Gutho, I brought him in, in in Supercoach. It was a pretty crazy game for me in, in Supercoach. I had Gutho and Brown in this one. And then I had uh, Johnston and Walshie in the second game. So yeah, it, it doesn't always work out, does it? But anyway, uh, yeah, great game for Gutho. It's good to watch him play. Like I've never actually, I don't think I've actually, I've actually owned him in fantasy or Supercoach for the like. So it was cool, cool for that, but is he an option over the next bunch of games? Look, 44 is his average now, and that includes the 79. So really looking at him at a, a 40 as a 40 type of guy, 39, and I don't think that he's a clear option. There won't be games like this all the time either. So that's Gutho there. Brownie, finally a big game for him. And obviously, you know, t- to still get his tackle numbers up was good in a game where they would c- continue to score tries. So that was nice. But a line break and try for him in the first few minutes of the game, just could have kind of made this game for me already, and I wasn't too worried having only Brownie and also Lockie Miller in this one. So, yeah, and then he had that nice line break down the sideline to get that uh, try assist back on the inside to Shawnee Russell, which was great. So, Brownie, uh, potential ownership of him, I think, will will probably rise a little bit, but just be aware that all of the attacking players for the Eels came out and did well. And that's the annoying thing with Hopgood. Like, he played massive minutes a few weeks ago, but he just never... He did not have this running game. He was... Yeah, I suppose the Knights were just letting him run sort of 10 to 15 metres and then you know, you're getting him with momentum, being able to offload and, and and tackle break from there and then did have a try assist as well, close to the line. And then you know, tackled his heart out, 45 tackles for two misses. One of them was right early in the game too and then he really shored things up. So super important player for the Eels over this period and I think that he'll go into a lot of people's sides. Gags, 65 for him in the 80 minutes. So he continues to absolutely kill it. 56 he's averaging now. For him to average this and score this well in a game where they got absolutely pumped, so two line break assists and the try assist there. Obviously, having Dom, Dom Young on his right is very helpful as well, a good finisher. But yeah, he just does everything. Seven tackle breaks, three offloads in a game where they got pumped. Well done. Too, too, way too expensive to pick him up now, obviously. But yeah, he just seems to do this at the start of the year. And then he must pick up a niggle or something, and then the Knights play bad, and like really bad, and, and he it doesn't help him from there. I'm not sure. But yeah, odd one with Gags there. And Fitzgibbon continues to just get around his work. 52 is his average for the year, which is wild. He, he pretty much gets 50-plus every single game. So this, is, I believe, is his biggest of the year. And it's just all in base. You know, he's got 40, 48 there in base along with a, a turnover tackle and offload and four tackle breaks. And just neg four and, and misses and, and errors there. So he's been incredible. Uh, again, not someone you want to look at. All the Knights guys have a buy next week, guys. So you're going to have to make decisions on a few of them. And one of them is Phoenix Crossland, which we'll speak about in a second. But yeah, uh, that's the uh, Fitzgibbon situation. Junior Barlow there with 57. A try in this one and a line break assist. Seven tackle breaks, two offloads. Uh, Looks really strong. Again, not really an option given he'll most likely play Origin. 
But yeah, good to, to mention him there for anyone who owns him. Bryce Cartwright, if you uh, managed to hold on to him, he did pick up a 51. He had seven missed tackles, but three offloads, three uh, tackle breaks there and a line break. Did really well and he won't lose money, which is good. Uh, given that I didn't get a closer 50 break even there after his 28 last week. And I think Maddo will be back. So you most likely still trade him anyway, if you haven't. Frizzell with 50, did end up with five tackle breaks to go along with his 32 tackles, 122 meters. Wasn't his best game by far, but still a 50 for him. A little bit under what he's priced at, but that's fine. Bradman Best, two try saves in this one and a 44. So he's continuing to improve on his average from the start of the season. A couple of good ones in a row for Best. And he outdid Penasini, who's priced very high at the 650 mark. So 43 for Penasini. That did include two line breaks and seven tackle breaks. So a little bit sad on that front, given he only had, he had 10 tackles and four misses, which is uh, very different him. He's usually netting 10 to 15 points in tackles getting close to sort of 20 tackles and a few misses there. So, yeah, not his best game for that front, but, yeah, he's been consistent all year. 47 is the average for him. If you brought in Shawnee Lane, he got one more point than Widemu Greg, which is uh, ridiculous. So, 42 for Shawnee. We, there was a little bit of a worry that he could go back to this type of scoring, given he had 30-odd, 30-odd, and then 60, and he did go back to that 42 with no attacking sets. He had one offload and three tackle breaks was was fine, but yeah, the base was not going to be there when they were dominating. He needed to score a try, and he was like kind of close at points, so they, were, they did like to go short to him a few times, but yeah, really it was Brownie scoring himself, Moses getting everything on the right, and then uh, and then Gutho scoring as well. He's got, got three himself there, so that was that. Greg's the interesting one here. For him to get 34 tackles, he played the most minutes he ever has in the NRL game, which is an outlier for sure, but in this type of game where Madison was going to be down... Uh, you had Cartwright playing 80 minutes. You had Hopgood playing big minutes that Widermuir was going to, to play that. And he did, and he did well. 34 tackles in that time when they had the ball for a lot of it is actually really impressive. That's why, like, the possession actually wasn't as crazy. It just seemed that every time that the Eels got the ball, they, they seemed to go close to scoring. So possession-wise seemed, you know, pretty normal. It was just uh, one of those games where, as I said, Eels just continued to score when they get the get ball in hand. And you have to see Brown still have 27 tackles. shows that for sure. Uh, Wittemir, is he going to be a trade-in this week? Potentially. He's, he's someone that you're going to get all the way through now. And, and it's probably going to be a 30 to 35-minute kind of effort on a regular basis. And probably closer to you know 28 to 29 points. 30 maybe if you're lucky. And that would still be enough of a price rise. Like he gets to about 270, I believe, after this. Or 275. And... I think that he could still make a little bit of cash. And we all just wanted to see him play this week. He did have two misses and two errors, which obviously wasn't ideal. But to, for him to have negative eight there and still get 41, the work ethic was there. And I think uh, Arthur will enjoy that. Okay, Miller, 40. He's going to be an interesting one next week, isn't he? A lot of people are going to be looking to trade him. He's under a 50 average now. He will lose a little bit more cash after this one. But a try saver, thankfully, helped him out. A couple of goals, the 10 tackles uh, for four misses. Yeah whatever uh six six tackle breaks at 150 meters he did have you know negative 12 so miller is what it is in this game you take you take that from a high level wing fullback in fantasy anyway uh in a game where they got pumped to be honest yeah you have to take that and move on and i think you just hold him through the buy period most likely maybe trade him in 14 that could be a play for sure or you hold him all the way through i think just the the question like everyone says yeah someone has a bad game in the wing fullback position, who do you trade him to? I understand you could trade him to like drink water, but they both got 40 this week. You know, which yeah, which way do you want to go with that? Like Miller, who has 70s and, and 60s, 70s and 80s in his game, 
or Drinkwater who has mid twenties and then a forty and one sixty under. Could work out, but he obviously is cheaper. You could bank the cash, but yeah, that's that. Uh, Mazu with thirty four, so did get a line break. Two hundred run meters just continues to do that at least with seven tackle breaks. He at least has some base, doesn't he? Which is good. Leo Thompson, time to move on, guys. I've been speaking about him. Get rid of him now. Sean Russell, a try, 28. Yeah, nothing special for him. Not really going to make a lot of cash. Kurt Mann, played 26, uh, 26 points there, 41 minutes. Played that first half. Uh, played a little bit at the back of the end, I think. It was a weird one of him just sitting in the change room um, like he'd been hooked. And then did he end up? He must have ended up. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Coming back because he came off after 30 minutes, didn't he? When Crossland came on, anyway, someone will tell me. Croker got a try in his first one, but he's done as well, guys. Get rid of him, just the minutes weren't there. He even started, and the minutes weren't there. Crossland, 50 minutes, 22.7 missed tackles, wild, absolutely wild. But obviously, in this game, when the Eels were smashing them, there's going to be some missed tackles for sure. Did get a uh, get out of in goal, which is interesting. Uh, but for Crossland, it really just kills his price rises and his money making potential with having a buy next week. It's a weird one because you, you you probably want him for round 13. He's in your half position though. He's not going to get the dual position. So it's a very interesting trade in. Obviously, if you trade him in for that 49, you're happy. The 30-odd last week, fine. 22 this week, not good. So you get him at a mid-30s average across those three weeks. If you brought him in the last two weeks, and obviously it's pretty sad. And I'm not exactly sure what you want to do with him going into this week. We'll, we'll definitely speak about it with Scoop in that video. Hodgson got 44 minutes this week, and then Dunster with 19, one of his better, his better ones of the year, and then Hands with 17 uh, to go along with Ponga with the 9. So he'll be better than that, Ponga, but he's going to be like a cash cow soon, or cash cow price anyway, which is just wild. Okay, the Gator Broncos and the Bunnies in this one, and the Bunnies, I thought, were going to be dominant, and apart from when Cam Murray, uh, to us, seriously, getting sin-binned, apart from that, the Broncos were none. They they. It was just a bunny show the whole way along. Um, let's just talk about Murray straight up. And, and he's been super frustrating. Did get the 70 minutes, and I was hoping that would be the case when he went off for the sin bin that he would play the rest of the game. He was on 49 before updates, down dates, I should say, and down to a 45, which is really frustrating. For someone that you're paying so much money for, he's going to be down closer to 100K. He didn't score as bad as what Damien Cook did, but still, both of those guys have lost a fair bit of cash this year. Cook, even worse. Then why Murray's out, but 59 average and a 56 average for those two, just not enough. And they both just seem to be passing a lot, getting a lot of negatives. Like Murray'd have three errors, two missed tackles and a sin bin. It's just ridiculous. 13, uh, 17 in terms of negatives there, which is terrible. So he's a 62 scorer 
in that seven uh, in that seventy minutes without the negatives and the tacking stats aren't there. He did have one offload, a couple of tackle breaks, but the amount of times he's just not looking at where he's passing it. They've got blokes running out of the line and he just goes, "Yep, no worries, catch it," and just giving intercepts and stuff. It's absolutely wild, and he's really frustrating me. And yes, like he scored okay, but you you paid up on him, and he has he's had one good score this year, and the rest have just been normal for what you're paying for. Is what I'm getting at here. Uh, you know, you can't complain with a 59 average, but you can when you're paying up for it, and it's just not good enough. So, Murray, do we trade him before round 13 now? I don't know. Like, if you've got something that's a clear trade in, I really want Murray to Hines. That would be that would be great. That sounds exciting to me. Uh, could be done next week. Obviously, downgrading to a cheapie, which I don't have many of them. Could be a play, but it is only like a three-week play, which is whatever. Uh, but yeah, Murray, I was annoyed with him last week, and then I calmed down across the re- the weekend. And then we'll hold him strong, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens over the rest of the game, uh, the rest of the weekend here. Graham, back to a 74. Three tries in this one. He has to play Origin, doesn't he? He's incredible. Speaking of Origin players, Latrell Mitchell. Far out, man. When is he going to score a low one again? What happened to those first few weeks when he was just scoring low? It was great. Uh, but not anymore. 64 for him, two tries, a try saver as well to go along with his goals. And uh, yeah, just doing it every week, which is incredible. Speaking of doing it every week, Cody Walker as well with 59. He has been amazing since the start of the season as well. Uh, him and Latrell both had a bit of a slow start and have been killing it from there. Graham was the only one that absolutely came out and smashed it from the beginning, uh, which was good. Both of them, not tra- all of the, all three of them not trade-ins at the moment. Carrigan, 56. So, yeah, thought this was going to happen. Hey, in a closer, well, well, we thought it would be a closer game. Played through the middle. Carrigan was going to work hard. He got three uh, offloads and two tackle breaks, which was great. And 54 in base with the... Tackling and the run meters, obviously a few errors, some missed tackles in there, but yeah, 56 for him, you're very happy with. If you've held the whole way, still averaging 53.4 now and is still up on his starting price in terms of his what his scoring is, and he will go back up a little bit and get closer to his starting price, which is cool. Reynolds with 51, if you own him, you're, you're happy with that in this type of game, especially when they were getting pumped. He had a really good first half in that one. Farnworth, 51 as well. He did get a sin bin in this one, which was uh, frustrating, but 12 tackle breaks early on in this game especially was incredible. Spoke about Murray. Uh, Capewell is not an option. Tass there with 43. He was uh, he was good again. On that left-hand side with uh, not too much going down there, Johnson got a 15. Uh, I know Scoop brought him in this week. Oh, hide, hide Scoop. Uh, but yeah, uh, Tass there, 43. You take that. He's priced obviously very low. Uh, 511 is his price and uh, yeah somewhere in the in the high 30s i believe is where his price at the 39 there and uh doing solidly if you need someone cheap he's a guy that you could pop in into that center position but yeah most of us are pretty set now unless a lemuelu or something drops out cook there 39 absolutely frustrating if you own him as i said what do you do with him it's probably time to move on to be honest like this there's, there's just so many bad hookers though like grants out this week robson's lucky to get 50 every week at the moment uh cook's been bad of recent time, especially eight, uh, 39 for him. He was better at the start, for sure. Uh, and then you've got you know, JMK got 39 last week. Smitty, like, is he, is he your guy? Smitty and Tanner Boyd? If you've got that combo at the moment, I think you've done really well, especially over the last few weeks anyway. Jairo, 37, so 43 minutes for him. Again, this is kind of the worry with Arrow. He had that one massive game where he got tackle breaks, offloads, and the like, and, and then he can go back to these types of games. And, and this is a potential scoring that he was getting in that sort of 55 minute roll where he'd start on the edge and go to the middle 37 in this one low minutes in, in a game where they were uh were dominating unfortunate uh that's how it, how it ended up arrow do you trade him out I, I yeah he was like an 
average buy a few weeks ago. So if you want to trade him out, I get it. He is very expensive, so you can straight swap to anyone really in that price bracket. But yeah, Totola, he's an interesting one now. 45 minutes and he got through it, which is great. 35 points in this one. He did have four missed tackles, so I think that can improve. But 192 meters to go along with the two tackle breaks, 22 tackles. I think he'll improve from here on and he should be able to get like a 40 average over the next few weeks, I'd say. And yeah, him being priced lower than 480, he'll be about 450 mark. He's going to be a steal either next week or the week after. So you can make your decision on that one. 450K for a guy that can hit 40 plus and should make you some cash and play around 13, 14. It seems like a no-brainer, I think, in that midsection, especially if you traded out Haas like me at the moment. So that's that. Elias with 33, Jensen 32. We've got Tane Milne with a decent score. And then Hosey got 55 minutes this week, guys. So an improvement. Still lower minutes than you would have hoped for with Jed Cartwright coming on and getting some mins there. But uh, Hosey, 31. If you, do need to, if you did need to play in this week or you're looping him, you'll take the 31. Uh, but you're not laughing to the bank, that's for sure. That break-even is very high. And you'll start to lose money now, I think, with that 31. So not good. Not good at all. But uh, yeah. yeah. You're kind of holding him now and playing him as a round 13 guy, I believe, because he's too, too cheap to even do much with. Cheek M, 69 minutes in this one. Just finally got a rest and a low score. So his money-making potential just goes bang as well through the floor. So not good at all for him. Hamesele, 33 minutes, 27. So most of the middle forwards in this game for the Bunnies did not score well. Him, Arrow, uh, and obviously Murray performed poorly. Cheek M on the edge and you know, Burgess, 29. Not too great either. So... Yeah, Hame, if you played him as well, that was fine. He makes a little bit of cash on you there, but uh, this was kind of the minutes we were expecting. Last week with Burgess getting lower minutes, he did get 37, which wasn't crazy, but, and Hosey going low, you'd imagine that Hame would go back into the 30s, and he did that exactly. Stagsy, if you still haven't got rid of him, get rid of him now. The 24, he, he basically feels non-existent in a lot of these games. Tapau with 19, he had a good quick stint, and that was the end of him. Palacia, if you're looking at him, guys, 22 and he's 36 without Haas, not good enough. But that's how we expect. That's what we expect with him. Walshi, 18. So this is a frustrating one. Two low ones in a row, guys. Averaging 46 now for the season, which is wild. Obviously, one game can really change things. And this is what we were worried about a little bit, that he would come up against some harder teams. And obviously, without Payne Haas, without Ezra Mam in this one, it uh, hurt them a little bit. Jock Mountain actually looked okay on that left edge, especially in the start of the game. But Walshi just wasn't involved in the second half. And then... Got involved a little bit, but four errors in this one. That pass over the sideline at the end would just tipped it off uh, for, for Walshy owners. I own him super coach, so I'm feeling a little bit of the pain. But yeah, if you're a fantasy owner, what do you do now? Like, he's likely not to play Origin. He's going to be priced somewhere in the low 40s now, low to mid 40s, 42, 44, somewhere about that, about the 610, 620 mark after this week. And Really, again, who other wing fullback options you can go for? I think you probably need to hold him because at that price point, yeah, you're probably going down to like a drink water or something. And I still think Walsh can average better just across the season or about the same as Drinky. And they're both going to play around 13, 14. So yeah, I, I doubt that uh, Walsh, he plays Origin, especially you know, looking at a game like that. So like, yeah, okay, still got plenty of work to do to get to that level. Passing game is strong. Like he has a terrific left to right pass, but... That one over the sideline at the end just wasn't nice. And obviously, they're just trying things at, at the finish of the game. But yeah, that's that. Johnson is 17. So he still goes down a fair bit more. He's 464. And that's why uh, the, the great Scoop picked him up. He's obviously cheap and coming up into a easier run of games. They just didn't score their tries down the left today. 
And there will be games where he does score well down that left-hand side, but he also had a ridiculous drop ball, which he never does, and then they had a few tip-on passes that just went out of bounds. So, yeah, out of bounds. Wow, I'm, I'm really into my basketball, I know. But, uh, yeah, AJ with that 17 was not ideal. And then Davi Moale with an 8 in his 13 minutes on the park. So only 13 minutes for him. At one point, he was 2 in 0 minutes, so he was absolutely killing it. Uh, but then when he got on the park, only 13 in this one. So it's so weird. He gets 40 minutes, 50 minutes, 23 minutes, 33 minutes, 13 minutes. It's just wild what happens with Davi Moale in that one. But that's his the two games for Friday. Can't wait to get into a nice three-game Saturday slate with you all. And I wish you all the best of luck in your squads. There's some squads at the moment that have like 400 points. Obviously, Heinz is captain's crazy. Uh, but then there's some that have only had like two players and are on like 90 points. So it's a wild uh, scoring at the moment. But so uh, yeah, I wish you luck with all those three games today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 